Hello, hello, hello. What up, Josh? I just pressed record in Adobe Audition, but I remembered we're not doing audition this week, Rod. We're doing we're something else. That's next week. We're, yeah. No, we something happened, and luckily, Josh and I are both giant horror fanatics, and uh, going, oh, let's talk about something else. Oh, wait, we both watched this brand new movie on HBO Max and in theaters, but you're in Canada where theaters don't exist. And apparently I don't go to week, any theater. But... Apparently this week they're probably opening again in Calgary, but I'm not going. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I get my first COVID shot next week because I had such uh, an issue trying to book in with AHS and everything. Uh, yeah. So now it's finally booked for next week. Well, actually, I had it booked for tomorrow, but I got tattooed today and my tattoo artist was like, don't fucking do it. I did it. I got my knee done and I got my COVID shot the day after. And it was the worst thing I could have ever decided to do. So please don't make my mistake. So, hey, whatever. Why? We're, we're smart, at least, and both saw Conjuring. So we're smart. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. The devil made me do it. But um, I wonder why does it – it because you get sore. If you don't know, if you've never been tattooed, you, the, you're repeatedly punching your, your skin with a needle, right? Like, so it's – you're usually sore the day after, not let alone itchy. Well, the itchy will happen in a couple he, he days. Was, he but. got his knee done, and that's a, like a bad spot to get tattooed. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. and mine was a five-hour session on my full sleeve, so it's gonna. Your body goes into almost like recovery mode while you're sick, and it's recovering. Like so, if you're getting yeah. big work done, your body pretty much does the same thing. So if you're doing that and then trying to get over a COVID shot at the same time, your body's probably just gonna yeah. Be like, Fuck you, man. So. <laughs> they're like why the fuck are you doing all this shit to me at the exact same time yeah. you dumb motherfucker you beat yeah. my arm you beat yourself up for five hours and then give yourself covid like fuck man like no yeah, yeah. so next week exactly man next week that's good man and then you got uh which one are you getting pfizer uh i have no clue i just said give me a covid okay. shot and they said when do you want it and i said cool now you said now. Give it to me now. No, no, wait, no, not now. No, next week, next week, next yeah. week. Oh, I actually have to call but, back and go. Uh, sorry. Do you do you have more spots? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, if you haven't figured, I am Rod. This is Josh. We are Murder Muse, part of the Slashing Cast Podcast Network. Oh, what? So, no, you here. saw you saw the movie I was talking about, and now we have. We should get a sound bite from that movie. The I will the moose yeah oh dude i i'm probably gonna go look for it and see and get it and and then we'll i'll put it somewhere and because it's such a heartfelt moment in that movie as well uh that's the versus the apocalypse what is there what is it no uh it's the something versus the machines machines right the name i've watched it like three times now and i this is how good i am with remembering stuff oh dude i'm bad i'm terrible with names (laughs) i'm terrible with names dude so we don't usually we're not a movie news podcast, but we do, there are some things that pique my interest. And Evil Dead, I'm curious. Dude, what new Evil Dead movie just started filming yeah, oh, this week? Evil yeah, Dead they Rises. just started shooting. Yeah, fuck, I'm stoked on that. Like, I hope I it's good, man. I it's it's weird in in the universe of it. Apparently, is on the universe of the original trilogy, not the 
not the Fetty. new tr- not the remake from 2013 and that was fucking um, if anyone has gripes with that movie lick a lick a butt because that movie was fucking no. fantastic no they don't they don't deserve to lick a butt because licking a butt is a magical oh, right. experience right but um um lick a lick a gorilla's butt because then that gorilla is going to beat you up afterwards <laughs> um i the, the thing was and it was weird like do you ever go into a movie and like you don't know what you fully expect to to see? I went into that movie with some weird thing in my head where like I thought it was gonna be like Evil Dead Two, and like I was like, but but this is way so hardcore. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know why so it was like that. Like it was that yeah, bad. yeah. And I uh, loved how they 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 grounded it more in reality and gave the people an actual like reason to be at the cabin that made yeah. sense. I was like. She yeah. has a drug problem. They are forcing her here out of her will or kind of in her will as well. But like they're all yeah. there for her and it gave it purpose and direction. Yeah. And it was fucking I felt yeah. like it was more grounded in reality, which made it like all work that much better in my eyes. Yeah. And they also had a main character who you don't know is the main character from a lot of the movie because she's the one with the drug at the problems and whatnot and like how everything they do a really good job because they also make Ash a female and all that stuff. So there's a lot of things that that movie is cool and changes that director, Freddie, whatever his fucking name is, is it Alvarez? Yeah. Is a talented motherfucker, man, because uh, way too talented. I fucking love him. Don't breathe is a fucking metal ass movie yeah. man and like well, the tension, that shit like and to make a, a, a turkey baster like so scary wow you're doing some shit right man well it's that one yeah. cube that he chose to put in the little mixture as well it just makes it so much grosser uh, man uh <laughs> that whole that whole like that dude is a real fucking monster man and it's oh, like yeah. it's that whole thing where it's like it's the whole don't judge a book by a cover and they yeah. judge this dude because he was blind. Nah, man, this dude's still a fucking monster. And, uh, not that, not that he wasn't rightfully so kind of a monster in that movie, but he was still a monster. And yeah, it, it, man, fuck shit up. No, but the other thing I want to talk about news wise is Rob Zombie is oh, right. directing a, a monsters movie. I, and hey man, I think it's right up his alley, I, to be honest. I, what, visually everything has rob zombie ever like i think the movie with his most likable characters are probably lords of salem and those aren't he the guy likes shitty people as characters and he always roots for shitty people how do you do that with these iconic characters of the monsters like is is it going to be a real live action one do you know any more other than i i assume it i i think it said it was live action um then it, but, I'm not sure how much I don't know because like I I know his like Rob Zombie like music video ultra like black light yeah. colors and like in your face yeah. like Halloween style going with the monsters and that and like making it more like gritty I'm totally down for it but if it's real life and he's trying to make it like that then it's not going to work whatsoever yeah. and yeah. And that's what I'm worried about. Like, and also, you can't make a monsters movie rated R. Like, you you can't. It, like, yeah. I I don't think that that works with the characters in this. Like, I guess you could, but it, like, again, it's Honestly, gonna end up. I don't it, think it's going to. Seeing the logo just 
the art direction of yeah. the logo with his name above it, it made it look more like a PG-13... Uh, or like, even a PG movie, yeah. Go, like, Goosebumps-style movie yeah. rather than... And I, yeah. I, I really like Zombie, I think, more than a lot of people do. Like, his... his and I think I point that out because... That's my first thing, and I'm like, uh, I and I hope because man, visually that dude can tell a fucking story, and I just I think a lot of it goes visually, down to yes, can, his obsession, sure. his obsession with shitty people is what he ends up like writing these characters that are just like, but those are not for most people in like real life because he went down those paths as like the biker dude fucking yeah, playing metal music but, and like whatever, right? Those are probably just yeah, like kind of dudes that he met on the fucking side of the road on the way to he, his next. But he always place. he he always talks about you hear him talk about characters and he always talks about rear, like 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 rooting for the shitty people in these movies and stuff like that. I think that's what it is. It's just like he's like for some reason those are the characters that get his like whatever. Yeah. And then I mean it makes sense. You go look at his characters like the the fireflies and it's just like th- that are just like that are entertaining characters. But they're horrible, horrible individuals. And you go, well, and then you take this iconic family that is like a bunch of monsters and you go, well, if he goes and stays, you know, you know, stays close to the roots, but also updates it and zombie always visually is awesome as a director, right? Like his. I need to hear your opinion on three from hell because I fucking hated that movie and was I, like I, I was so disappointed because those are his iconic characters and yeah. that's the movie you gave yeah. them I the problem the, the problem with that movie I didn't hate it I, I enjoyed a lot of it but the problem with it is you start off it you basically go and make fucking Halloween 5 where like your main character at the previous movie got shot with a thousand bullets, and then you're gonna you're playing off that they and Michael Myers fell down a fucking well, but like you're you're playing off this this weird situation with these human characters where like all three of them were, and you fucking shoot them off. So that's a little weird. And then it's like like I the whole Sid, Sid Haig thing where he's in it, but he's not really in it, and he died while it was happening. It fucking sucks. And I like the guy, uh, the the dude they had come in, uh, the the new third one, right? Uh, who's been in all his stuff? He was like Chop Top or whatever in uh, yeah. Thirty One. Like that actor is always real dope and fucking like intimidating and good. But like it's that thing where it's like the whole movie kind of feels like not necessary, right? Like you're talking about like mm-hmm. everyone everyone talks about how good. The Devil's Rejects is, and yes. that movie had the perfect fucking closing because they fucking they like Bonnie and Clyde or Thelma and Louise. They fucking go out being these like evil bastards that like just they're they're never gonna reform. They're never gonna be good people. So they're like, okay, we're gonna kill them off. I I heard an interview that he because it was like a studio film and they were putting a lot of eggs in the Rob Zombie basket, and then they yeah. pretty much didn't know what the fuck to do with the movie. Like they he had a really expensive crew of really talented filmmakers on board yeah. from the studio as well. So I feel like that is why that movie was so much better than the ones that he ended up funding and doing all the way by himself because yeah. he didn't have yeah. really good, talented people going, no, 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 don't do it that way. 
let's do it this way because we know what the fuck we're doing. You have really yeah. good ideas and really good direction, but yeah. we're not just making a Rob Zombie film. We're making a studio film yeah. by Rob Zombie. And that's why that one, I feel, transcends everything because it was this weird yeah. lightning in a bottle that yeah. he was like waiting for them to fuck off. And they ended up pretty much doing that at the end because they're like, we don't know what the fuck to do with this. And I didn't yeah. feel like 31 or Three from Hell or uh, the Lords of Salem had that same awesomeness that House of a Thousand Corpses and I, uh, Devil's Rejects had. Like those were just it, way too good. I, Lords of Salem is might be my favorite zombie movie. Like I, I know that Devil's Reject is his best movie, but I think Lords of Salem might be my favorite one of his movies because it's the most grounded of his movies in a lot sure. of ways. Like yeah. where it's, it's that movie where it does. His wife and I still think in that role though, like yeah. she fucking and did a really good job. That scene where she's walking past the kitchen and the fucking thing is up in the corner, like yeah. a, above the refrigerator. Yeah, that was really good. Is I think his best, I, I one of his best, if not his best scenes, like ever of one of his movies. Like I think I've seen all of his movies at this point, all of his directed movies. Like I, thirty one was okay, it was entertaining, but he's he still does stupid fucking shit. Like where he goes, okay, I'm gonna make a midget Hitler. Like it's like, sorry, a little person Hitler, and like just does stuff that's like so zombie that like. So, like seems like it's in a movie right out of like 1993 for white zombie and i'm just like you know like, like 31 was just uh how many rob zombie characters can i rob zombie in a rob zombie <laughs> rob zombie and i was just like yeah. <laughs> i see i i think the ending of that was probably the best part of that whole movie like i think it like the like it kind of corrected a lot of the issues with that movie and it like kind of made it out like, cause that guy, the, the, the same actor we're talking about who went into three from hell did a really good job of being that menacing motherfucker that they just couldn't deal with. Like he was, that movie was kind of one that like was a standout yeah. for me in that movie. He was that really dude is, good. Yeah. He's always good with zombie. Like that opening black and white scene is fucking dope. And, um, that was like a lot of what it was. And it was, that movie felt like, like Rob Zombie remakes Running Man, kind of, you know what I mean? Like you <laughs> yeah. know, or or Rob Zombie does Smash TV or something like that. It and felt like a, there, a few movies I'd seen before. I'm just like, well, I've kind yeah. of like seen this done. Yeah, yeah. Like these he, are scarier uh, I mean, looking characters for sure because they're Rob Zombie thought of, yeah. and visually yeah. they're more horrifying. But it's yeah. not as much it's of just a circus a, yeah. show like House House of a Thousand yeah. Corpses was. That was like. Yeah. Creepy and like it was, a, a, it felt like uh, Texas Chainsaw, like a place that you that's really what it was, don't want to be. Yeah, yeah, it was Tex, it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre updated to 2000 or whatever year yeah. it was with like with like modern people, like and it was yeah. through that zombie filter, right? Like yeah. it's again, it's it's very George Lucas in the fact that like none of his <laughs> ideas are super original, right? It's like that, Never. it's that like I he has for filmmaking which is like i i think visually he does a really good job he's kind of like Zack snyder horror wise like right he like he he his his best aspect is his visuals all my favorite that stuff, directors right? or or the people that used to do music videos first and get yeah. their visual style like fincher did all the craziest and best yeah. music videos and now he's fucking one of the best directors it's like yeah once you hone your craft visually and have 
an, an area with music to flex that and show people yeah. what you're capable in. It always yeah. it, it transcends, it's, man. It forces you to tell a story in like three minutes, like three, three and a half, four minutes. Yeah. Like it's something it's the band that I've been fucking like obsessed with the last three or four months is ice nine kills and ice nine ah, kills nice. has a, their whole album, their whole last album, the silver screen is all every single song is about a horror movie and their music videos are fucking dope because they're all like, they take three minute them. songs and tell like, make it make them nine music minute music videos where they're like doing these really cool things because they're doing everything in this and it's not just about that but like they're visually cool and they do a lot of cool stuff and their Dude, whole like watch necrogoblicon videos their their whole like their whole thing is about this character who's this little goblin but their videos yeah. are fucking hilarious and all like yeah. way better horror movies than some of the fucking things that we've seen and it's yeah. just like putting this weird goblin like he's going to the office now and he's got to fucking deal with the shit in the office <laughs> fucking hilarious man it reminds it kind of reminds me of uh the 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 rick and morty where they yeah. watch the inter interdimensional cable and they have the one where the guy's just running around stealing shit from an office if you if you know what i'm talking about oh, that's kind of what it reminds me of but yeah it's it, so it'll be it, basically what it comes down to in this whole like rant of everything i i, I think that the potential is cool i think rob zombie's gonna have to pull back his rob zombiness but mm. like i i think that like if he gets the right people with him and he gets the right crew like you were talking about the crew on uh, the Devil's Rejects is has a lot of like, because that's what he is. I mean, he's not a trained filmmaker, right? He no. learned how to do it by by sitting on the job, which isn't bad. But like, what was I watching? It teaches I really. Uh, he he literally just went into the studio, and I think he was there for a to meet someone else, and then he was like called in randomly, and then he just started like hanging out. And then they're just like, oh, okay. And like, then he got a movie because he was just kind of there at the right time. And he's like, I mm. shouldn't be here. And I shouldn't like have this much power. Yeah. And that's what yeah. makes <laughs> him so much more punk rock. And I, it yeah. makes me love him so much more in this yeah. area because that's such a punk rock fucking way to land yeah. on your feet and just fucking just keep going. Because yeah. why the fuck not? You're Rob Zombie and you have talent, man. So... Yep. Yeah, dude, his it's funny because that man like there's a lot of people in the horror community now who are, who are a little bit younger, right, and don't know what kind of fucking juggernaut that man was in the 90s specifically, like from the white zombie days into the like oh, the yeah. early like Rob Zombie as a musician of himself and like what he did as like fucking Dragula. That song was everywhere was for years, right? It. Like that that song was <laughs> everywhere for years. It was like Every vi there were like five video games every year that had that song in it I and like the commercials. I have a video game on PlayStation One uh, called Sled Storm, and that was like yeah. it only had like five fucking songs. So like that song yep. was just like on repeat as I'm like doing Dude. fucking airs off. Fucking <laughs> that is it was like everywhere. My it my yeah. childhood playstation one yeah dragula like man yeah oh dude that's and that's how big that song was it was that that point where they were able to put real audio like when the playstation came out they were able to put real audio and that he was so big at that point for like that metal a hard rock scene yeah and like the dude is super talented and i just i appreciate someone who has that and it and again not everyone but he just does stuff he wants to do which is like you said is so punk rock and it's so like I feel the same way about Eli Roth. Him getting like big yeah. 
big pictures and stuff like he is the yeah. like grassroots come up in the the, yeah. the scene and like i love following people and directors and filmmakers like that like or yeah like we talked about it last week man yeah. like, i love yeah. um what's his name uh david f sandberg like coming up yeah. from lights out and the f yeah it was like a short film he put on youtube and facebook and it just blew up and now he's like yeah. in the conjuring universe and to be honest annabelle creation is like other than conjuring one it goes straight to annabelle creation because david f sandberg made that movie f so filled with tension like it was yeah it was insane he would layer it yeah. uh, like one scene right after another would just be like ee! like that drawn out like oh fuck what's gonna yeah. happen uh slap you in the face yeah. with the jump scare but it had the build-up and enough like before that it, it was a payoff yeah I need to rewatch that movie because it was. Uh, I think I thought that the movie was bad, and I don't know how well I paid attention to it. I liked the the third one a lot. The the comes home. Um, I thought that was really with, well done. Good characters, but yeah. I just Andy Sam like David F. Stamberg is lights out was that is my nightmare though. Like that yeah. the shadow figure is literally one of the only things yeah. that genuinely creeps the shit out of me. And yeah, uh, he did it so well in Lights Out, and his come up story yeah. is just like what I would hope for. So many more filmmakers, including myself, like if I could create something and do like a short film about it and get noticed because of my just love for horror and stuff. That's ow fuck! I just oh, I just hurt myself so bad. <laughs> Oh no! I had to I had to mute my mic for a second because Gizmo was losing his fucking mind over here, and I'm like, oh. "Honey, come get him!" And then she's yelling, and I'm like, "No, honey, I'm on a podcast, can't do that." No, <laughs> no. Um, I just but, like to yeah, push my so, chair in and take my shorts out at the same time, and like smashed both my hands into my desk full force, and then bumped my fresh tattoo. It was it was pretty pretty. Uh, Josh, that rock. was that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it was okay. Fun. You're not supposed to do that, Gizmo. Josh. No, I mean, oh, wait. And he's wearing was a shirt more that says like, "Hail Gizmo." So everyone, right now, take a second, and everyone, hail Gizmo! Hail Gizmo! Hail Gizmo! If you don't, guys, don't know, I have a French bulldog named Gizmo who runs everything. So, okay, Josh, we're gonna talk about this movie that just actually came out last week. It's called yeah, The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, we are so you want to read show about indie and or foreign and this is neither so <laughs> no but we've we've diverged a couple of times like i talked about the howling one of the weeks you were like in a funk and like i don't mind talking about other stuff i just like featuring other stuff and this was a pretty dope movie because we haven't had big like studio horror for a long time now like it, well, this is like yeah, the first one COVID. because like the yeah, the last big studio horror movie that came out was really what? Like The Invisible Man. So, like, we're going, like, a year and a half at this point, really, where we've seen this big... I mean, we had, we had like, Quiet Place 2, which just came out, too. So, like, that's there, too. But, like, we're this is well, kind of celebrating Spiral that. Is a bigger, they're all kind of oh, yeah, stacked up and coming out at the exact same time because they were yeah. slated, probably, for last year. And now, yeah. now we're yeah, just they getting all them, were. right? 
So, yeah. uh, but, yeah. this one is about the Warrens investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession. That's all you got, IMDb? Seriously? That's what they're yeah. all about. Suck it. They're dude. like, <laughs> they're like, we don't, we don't even need to like do anything else. We're, this is a conjuring movie. Everyone's going to see it. Um, it's funny. So this movie was directed by Michael Ch- Chavez, who yeah. did the, the, what was it called? The 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 second the other worst Conjuring. movie in the Conjuring universe, the Lelota whatever one. Yeah, I never even watched it. It was I didn't see so that. Um, it looked so like formulaic from the the yeah. trailer. I was like, that's just a James Wan ripoff movie. And then I found yeah. out after the fact that it was in the Conjuring universe, and I was like, oh, that's why it looks like a James Wan ripoff movie. It kind of makes sense yeah. that he's the one that the torch is passed down to because he obviously understands the visual style that James Wan is going for yeah, and yeah. nailed it with this one for sure. Like yeah. it, it looked like a conjuring movie through and through it just, yeah. it for me, what was the- I, I just have to say James Wan knows how to, again, do that, uh, the pulling of tension and making, yeah, uh, certain scenes scarier than they actually are, and this one yep. used a lot of the tropes that w- were used in previous films, but didn't have that like James Wan ism yeah. enough to actually yeah. make it a scary film. This one was like, yeah. it, it, I I do want to use formulaic a little bit because it, it yeah. did seem a little formulaic, but the story itself was interesting enough, and I like that they chose this case because. It brought it more into the the present. I love the 80s and the fact that it was... I I always just love that they're attached to real stories and the fact that the devil made me do it was uh, used in court. That's fucking dope. And I feel like having Vera Farmiga and... uh, What's his name? Patrick Wilson bring it like they do. If they weren't in this, uh, leading this movie, it would have been a complete mess but because Vera Farmiga was there being fucking the powerhouse that she is I ended up really yeah. liking this movie man like even though it wasn't scary I still I, I enjoyed it yeah so if if you don't know like the 80s were a weird weird time in America because they were they were like the shit that happens in this movie and they talk about the cult stuff that happens mm-hmm. and we won't spoil this we'll go, I, we can spoil it at the end um, but yeah we're not going to spoil it here directly um, there was a lot of cult stuff, and people were very, very paranoid about cult stuff back at this time frame. So, and I don't know if this case is what set it off, but like, it has a lot to do with like the state of America. And you you go back and you look at the previous things that this real life couple, the the the, the Warrens, Warrens did. Yeah. Um, they talked about the uh, the the Amityville, and then the this uh, the case from Conjuring Two with the with the family in England. Which, by the way. If you've never done it, go watch the YouTubes of that family and uh, the real interviews that they have, like that they mock in in the not mock, but they do their the movie version of them, and you go whoa, because it's it like the little girl going I am Stanley blah blah blah, you know, like the whole like where she's talking in this yeah. weird ass voice, and you go, this is pretty metal, man, because he's like the shit's been documented and. 
it, not saying it's completely real or anything like that. That I'm not saying whatever, but I'm saying this stuff is all based on real facts. So you get mm-hmm. like real cases. So you get this stuff and you translate it into the cinema. It's cool to see like th- they, what they based it off of, right? They always end a Conjuring movie with that as well. And that's where like yeah. my wife is deathly terrified of uh, Ghost and this type of yeah. movie just fucks with her so much. And at the yeah. end of the movie, it was like, and now, like, here's actual audio. And she's like, and fuck you, and <laughs> turns it off. She's like, you can rewatch oh, that didn't... later. I was like, damn I don't it. Think, I don't even think I listened to the audio. I didn't even know, like, I I think I was, like, getting pretty beat by this point. Um, man, I... Uh, it it's it's funny because someone was saying uh, that little the little kid in the movie uh, yeah he's only who, in horror movies just getting fucked up <laughs> like, yeah I know what else was he in what was he in that was just I'm trying to figure out where oh yeah Julian Julian Hilliard he was in oh he was in the Haunting on Hill House and what else he was one of the kids on Wandavision he was in Color Out of Space. Oh, he oh he was in Color Out of Space too, yeah. So he was one of the ki- Wanda's kids in uh, WandaVision too, um, yeah. But oh, this right. kid has had a wow, he's got a, a traumatic, crazy career already. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, in the last like, in the last like three years, he's been in like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things, and most of them are horror. <laughs> He was on The Haunting of Hill House. He was in Color Out of Space. He was in Petty, Penny Dreadful, which is a horror show. Yeah. And then WandaVision and uh, Conjuring. And then um, we got Sarah Catherine Hook from the Soda Stream commercials. What is a Soda Stream commercial? I don't know. I just like, I just, for some reason, was like, hey, isn't that the girl from the Soda Stream commercial? Like, it's that like thing that you can put up and make your water like fizzy water or whatever. Oh, she was on Nosferatu, which I still haven't watched, but I really like the, the book, which is, uh, it's on the, uh, it's a book written by Stephen King's son, Joe Hill. Uh, and it was a pretty cool thing, but yeah. Uh, the cast of this movie is fucking dope, man. Like you were talking about like Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are both, awesome uh, i'm not gonna spoil not this isn't like this is like a minor spoiler i don't know if they i didn't even watch a trailer i don't think but patrick wilson uh ed warren in the movie has a heart attack at the very beginning of the movie and so he's playing this he's playing like you know kind of an out of commission kind of dude and it lets vera even like oh. take over even more right um but i love her character and the fact that she's uh a what is that called? Uh, clairvoyant and can like, yeah. see that stuff and the visual style yeah. that they, they use to like show that she's like now talking to the other dimension and stuff. It, it yeah. they, they really lay that on a lot thicker in this movie and I fucking yeah. loved it. But I also love her it, like Bates Motel yeah. and just going back like on pretty much everything. She's just such yeah. a good actress. They, they, we're able to build up the tension like the first two, like you were talking about. Like, yeah, I all. as soon as Josh Josh messaged me right after he watched it, he was like, "It wasn't scary," and I'm like, "I wasn't surprised because, like, again, you taking James Wan out of the equation is a huge deal. Like, it is a huge deal. Like, 
yeah. he he is well, a fucking a master expensive fucking yeah. director now man like he's yeah. only doing yeah. big franchises and yeah this motherfucker's doing like fast, fast. and furious yeah. and like aquaman and yeah. all the shit he did he he's made warner aquaman badass child now right like this is still yeah. warner brothers but yeah. he's the golden yeah. boy now so yeah but this all this all the movie is like the shitty premise besides from IMDb it, it's about this this guy who who commits a murder in 1981 and then basically it was his his girlfriend's little brother had been possessed or they were being investigated for possession and it it comes over to this dude and whether or not this the movie's about figuring out whether or not this is why he he stabbed this guy, um, who who seemed like a weirdo. Anyways, I, I start saying, "Go!" You ever? W- w- I was watching this movie and going, "Man, what did this fucking asshole do to these two in real life? Like, like, what did he do to them? Because like, it it, it feels like do you ever hear about like the son of Sam or like yeah, the, yeah. the guy who was the son of Sam killer and like." Talked about how like if he if he said he was talking to a dog he was gonna get off and shit like that. I so I'm always like kind of dubious with things like this where they're like like saying crazy shit to like you know get away with doing something that's fucking bonkers. Um, and like the, the weirdest thing, honestly, the weirdest thing for me when this whole thing happens and this is in the trailer. So this is not a real spoiler. So so this murder happens and then this dude gets found by a cop walking down the road, just covered in blood. Where was this, this girlfriend of his who just watched him fucking stabby stab, stab this dude 22 times. It's all good. Just go. Yeah. Just go. go And she just doesn't, she was making, that was the shit, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, that was the shittiest part of this thing i'm like why like i feel like this woman if she really loved this dude and this was some weird fucking crazy position like how did this dude just wander off and she didn't keep track of him like that was the weirdest part to me right like i, I don't know how you feel about that did you have were you like this is a little weird at all Honestly, I didn't think about it until you brought it up. But now that you brought it up, it's like, oh, yeah. But I'm sure, like, her father just got fucking killed. So she was like, oh, my God. It wasn't her father. It wasn't her father. It was the um, the guy that they worked with. It was, I thought that was her dad, though. No, it was just some. I don't think it was, was yeah, it? Yeah, I'm pretty Am sure I that was crazy? her dad, man. I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, this fucking movie confused me a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I thought it was just some family friend that had the. Oh, the... his name was just Bruno, so it yeah, would yeah, exactly. Galet or Glatzel, if it yeah, was yeah, dad, it so. was. It wasn't her dad. It was just okay. a. Well, I I don't know. Like I assumed for some reason, but they were just working for him at this thing, and he was a yeah, crazy they were... alcoholic, and he was making yeah. the other guy drink with him because he's like, oh, I don't want her to think that I'm a drunk, so you got to drink with me. Like that's yeah. definitely yeah, like, alcoholic uh, reasoning right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm like, really, really? Uh, but that was the weirdest thing with this, they had and that good was probably music in this too. Just, yeah, just they did. A, they man, like, I don't know if it, calling it easy, but like nailing like really like like period music when you have access to like libraries and stuff, as long as you want to pay for it. 
but you know what? which is dope but like that's the problem that's the kind of shit that like 20 years down the line people are gonna be like man i can't find the conjuring three because and it's like music rights music rights fuck shit up man really? they fuck shit up in the long run and it sucks because like you know how many video games and like me like movies are i saw on like what culture the other day about like eight movies that are like impossible to find and like an order and i've had a conversation in like the last few months with people who were trying to track down copies of dogma like dogma is out of print like you can't find dogma in Dude, print guess who i and played because, Fortnite with on the weekend who jason muse you played Fortnite with jason muse yeah dude he streams Fortnite all the time on twitch yeah and he plays yeah. with his like i've been a part of his community right so i just i have him on Fortnite now and he's like yeah we'll play again soon i'm like sick <laughs> so dude, I I, uh, I watched. Jay. Dude, funny. I just watched uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot over the weekend, and it was dumb, but I laughed my balls off for like two I saw hours. That in I was theaters right before COVID, and Kevin Smith brought it, so it was like a more expensive ticket. So it was an evening with yeah. Kevin Smith with this yeah. movie. That was fucking dope, yep. man. Dude, I I feel like I I shouldn't have taken like like I don't know I I waited too long because people shit on it and I'm like it, people shit on it because it was the one thing that was sad about that movie I wish I wish Mark Hamill would have showed up at the end uh, as Cockknocker, but uh, like <laughs> I feel yeah like the the one thing I have with that movie that is kind of cringy to me is we've all grown up, but they're still yeah. saying the same things that I don't think a grown ass man would literally say like, I know these are the characters yeah. and stuff. And that was the only thing yeah. that I was just like, uh, like I love the characters still. And I love the like funny things that they were getting into and everything, but it's just some of the yeah. things that they were saying. I'm just like, I really though. Would you say, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> dude. It. It, that was it. All I could say was I was happy after watching, uh, tusk and i know a lot of people like tusk i, love I don't understand it's tusk tusk is a f it's so it tusk was bad but to me but nothing yoga hosiers oh is literally God. one of the worst movies i've ever seen yeah, and i'm yeah. just like take it back just kevin take it back please yeah take it back. take it take it back kevin <laughs> take it back like to take a line out of clerks to take it back take that movie back and then like men in black I, wipe all our memories i can't believe but, he apologizes for jersey girl because that movie is yeah. actually a good movie and yeah. not apologize for yoga hosers. Like I know he, and he wants his yeah. daughter in a movie and stuff, but that's not doing her any justice. No <laughs> being in a movie that she bad. was, she was good. She was way better in this one. Like, and, uh, like oh, her, totally. she actually had a role in this one too, though. That like, yeah, yeah. dude, am I the only one who watched yoga hosers and was like, it's like they're trying to do like Scott Pilgrim versus the world or, or like something like that. It was just like, just, but so incredibly bad. I'm like, Kevin Smith, I loved you. Why? Loved. Why? loved. And, I love and, how you passed tense it, man. Like yeah, I still love yeah. Kevin Smith, but if he's going to continue, yeah. well, no, you know what? He made Jansom Bob reboot after. Yeah. So he's yeah. redeemed himself Dude. in my eyes. Dude. And, and he had that, that motherfucker, we're, this is a complete tangent again. That motherfucker pulled that shit where he put that Stan Lee shit at the very end of the movie yeah. to just like tearjerker you, man. And I'm like, oh man, that was that was that was some smooth shit there, Kevin Smith. Um, yeah, but if but he it, can stay in the horror world, man, because uh, what was that fucking movie called? Um, uh, Red State. 
Yeah, I still have never was, seen all that. It was so yeah. fucking good, man. Like Red State yeah. was like, holy shit, this is a Kevin Smith movie. Like yeah. fucking phenomenal. Like he killed that. Yeah, that was. I think what that was one of those movies that I started watching and then got distracted and then like it was never streaming again. And I'm like, no, go out I have of to your watch way. it again. Go out of your way to watch that movie again because yeah. it is fucking I will. really good. So. I have another question. So, and this is, we don't have to specify this, but you can think about it. And when we, when we spoil a little bit of it, uh, we can talk about it. Do you think they set up a spinoff from this movie? Because I was trying to think about it. And the only thing I could think about was the like kind of third main character in this whole like thing was uh, John Noble's character, who you, lots of people will probably know from, he was on Fringe, and then he was one of the he was the king on on Retur- the Two Towers or Return of the King, one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, well, you know, this is ca- a franchise like slaying franchise, I know. so you know they're going to continue but, and continue. But I, I, that's what I was asking. Did you was there anything you could think of that in this that they they thought they were going to spin? You could thought that they could spin off because they oh. this movie didn't have as many like like side stories like the other ones like this one didn't have those other characters and i'm thinking the only thing they could probably do is that john noble's uh castner's character and do a spin-off of him and like as yeah, a no, like, like a, nun or annabelle yeah or the only yeah, yeah they, they just used the the devil trophy thing yeah and that was yeah. the like the trophy for this one to go yeah. on the shelf but i don't know like i think because James Wan wasn't directly attached to it, he yeah. wasn't thinking of Crooked Man and blah 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 yeah. and this and that. Like at the same time, yeah. because, like I said, James Wan, the 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 Saw franchise just made over a billion dollars now. Like it's over a billion dollars. Like I, he's probably tr- gonna get close to that with the Conjuring universe now. And like yeah. he is, that's why he's the golden boy. Because he makes yeah. franchises that make over a billion dollars, like that's yeah. fucking massive, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, how have they not done a, a Crooked Man movie yet? By the they way, they did. Um, did they? Yeah, and it went under the radar because it was a piece of shit. I didn't even hear about that. Like in the Conjuring universe, I, I'm not sure. I think they like meant for it to be, and it was so bad. And that it was so. Like, Go away, go away. You can't be a part of our universe. It's not good enough. Dude, that was the... Because my wife had never... So it was funny because my wife had never seen Conjuring 2 and I realized as we were watching Conjuring 3 and I put it on afterwards and I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, the Crooked Man is the creepiest part of this entire fucking movie. Like, It reminded me of the Babadook, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The Babadook Man, that's a movie we should talk about at some point in this podcast. because 2016. Isn't oh, that after? Oh, that's that before. A that's a different. Yeah, character. yeah. There, uh, the Crooked Man, because Conjuring Two came out in like seventeen, I think. So, yeah. Um, but man, Vera, like you, you said it, man. Patrick, it's funny because we have Patrick Wilson, who now is like that's like all he does is like horror movies not all he does but that's like what he's been like gotten the big movies over the last 10 because he started like he was in those insidious movies and the conjuring movies he's done like some banger horror movies and now like 
Vera Farmiga is just like, you know, we talk about like all these horror movies and it's, you have these fucking actors who are like actually getting credit for being as good as they are in these movies. And these two just fucking killed it. Like you said, and I, it well, goes, they, it makes it go, they're going to the Warrens now. Like, I feel like they've done it. Yep. This is the third time around. They've also made appearances yep. in other movies as these characters. Vera yep. Farmiga being like from Bates Motel and just murdering that character too. She's just like, yep. no, no problem. I can be uh Warren again. Let's go. Yeah, man. I, uh, it's funny because I, I, I like, the other character who's kind of the big character in this movie is uh, uh, Arnie. Uh, Arnie, uh, who is the the I, the devil made me do it. Uh, the the person who claimed this in court, um, and I think he did a good job for what he had. But like the guy spent most of the movie, I, I feel like not you know off screen i'm not trying to ruin things like he's in jail for most of the screen i mean it's a it's a this is a court drama like a lot of not a court drama but it kind of feels like csi kind of feels like a detect <laughs> it kind of feels like a detective movie right yeah. like instead of like a scary movie but i felt like the director it, really knew the the story points that needed to be hit in order for this movie to have a good like yeah. arc and he was more worried about doing that than the scary yeah. parts of the movie and yeah. i gotta bring up the one thing that really fucking overly stood out to me and my wife and then also my buddy uh ian activator on twitch and stuff is the gleam in their eyes it was like distractingly yeah. bright like the lighting was amazing in this movie the darks were yeah. super black but every scene they had the brightest fucking glisten in their eye, like the brightest. It was distracting. Was that to from? Me. Yeah. yeah. Was that from like lighting on the set just bouncing yeah. off their eyes and then they, not cleaning it up and no 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 they post? do that so uh, you don't look dead because if you don't have those light in yeah your eyes, especially when you've got overly dark scenes and stuff the eyes disappear yeah. and then it makes the character look dead. So in order to make them yeah. look alive, you give them the light in their eye, but they went over fucking bored with it. It was, it was distracting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the whole, you like you say that and, and it's funny because that kind of shit has gotten into like fucking like, I mean, J, like JJ Abrams. What, and what do you think of when you think of JJ Abrams lens flare? Like it's, yeah. it, you use that thing and you overdo things in it. Like it becomes a weird running joke with people like, like again, JJ Abrams, it's, it's lens flare with every Star Trek movie because he so overly used it that you go, Oh man. And it's, it's like, it's like Zack Snyder. Oh, get it's more slow motion. Slow like Zack Snyder is slow motion. Super out of focus. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's that 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 near like I saw something. Yeah, it's all near focus, right? And then just let, let, let's let's use a near focus thing, and then everything's happening three miles away, three miles away. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, this like again, I I feel like uh that this movie could have been a disaster. Like I think it legitimately could have been a disaster because you taking taking James Wan out of this movie. And I think that there weren't, I think you kind of pointed something out and I kind of was thinking about it. And then I forgot to say something cause you were talking and uh, <laughs> this, I think there's no, no, you're fine. Cause I want like, I think that there's a problem, not maybe not a problem, but we're at conjuring number three and maybe, maybe the, the, the 
formula being mm-hmm. there is starting to get a little old. You know, it's well, like that. It's like, you know what I mean? It's it was a, there from the beginning, though. Like these types of movies yeah. have been done again and again and again, not up to yeah. James Wan level. I was just having a conversation yeah. with my tattoo artist about it today, and he hates all of the fucking movies in The Conjuring because of that reason specifically. It's yeah. just like, it, it's just a formula, and they're not fucking, yeah, he, he just, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I feel like the first one, he knew a few different, like, scary scenes, like the clap fucking scared the it, it made yeah. me jump two or three different times when i saw it in theaters and no movie makes me jump so i was like going like this at the end hell yeah james wan i bow to yeah. you you're a fucking master yeah. of horror like thank you for yeah. making something so polished and like i, I don't know i i i, I yeah. really enjoyed it i i think that the conjuring might have been if i like look at the movies from the 2010s as was it's right up there with the scariest movies that came out like and because i don't get scared at movies like i and you just build atmosphere in that movie so well and it's like oh yes you just go man this like i i I, we talk about what was that the first or second one with the blanket where she's like putting up the the sheets and then the wind blows the blanket and it's like this the ghost gets caught in the i think it's the it's the second one or first one i think it's the first one because it has that I maybe I don't know I forget like I I didn't watch all There's the so second cool again another night yeah like, things that they do yeah well and it just feels like that lived in universe that we talked yeah. about like right it it they do that's one of those things that is such a fucking like asset for these movies they take that this real world setting and these real world people and they they again James Wan we talk about it all the time James Wan is doing this thing where he's not he's not treating the audience like idiots he's sitting there going. You guys like these are real people, and we're just gonna go and put them in, and like we're not gonna have to show you every ounce of these people's stories. You can just kind of be like, okay, these guys are badass motherfuckers. Like, if you guys don't know, like Ed Warren is like the only was on, like the only dude ever to be like proved approved by the Catholic the Catholic yeah. Church to to do exorcisms who wasn't a priest. Like, that's a bonkers bonkers thing. Like, it's. That the Catholic Church is very protective of stuff like that, and the fact that they were letting this dude do that it just shows you what kind of pull they had in the universe that these guys live in, and which was the real world. They do do a really good job of of keeping you in that 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 universe, right? So, so if you guys have HBO Max, or if you have a theater by you that's playing it, go see this. I again, I I have a hard time going to movie theaters when they're not Alamo anymore because I'm a spoiled brat. Um, but yeah, it, I would go see this. Uh, and I think it, I definitely it's worth recommend it, man. Like if you, if you're yeah. into the conjuring whatsoever, you're going to see this regardless. It's a big ticket yeah. movie, but it holds up in the universe very well. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. to be honest, the universe doesn't have all good, uh, no, in no. It. like the nun was laughably bad. Like very it's one of the worst movies. Bad. It's, it's a, there's not much to say good about that movie besides uh, Vera's sister killing it. Vera's sister did a good job in that movie, yeah. um, but but there's not much else. I don't know how you make that character as boring as they did, but man, they did. They like, they made she that was character so scary boring. in The Conjuring, like so yeah. scary, and like all the things they did, uh, scary in The Conjuring for the nun 
they yeah. did bad in the nun for yeah. the nun and i was dude, like what <laughs> dude i still think that that fucking those hands coming out from yeah. that painting to, and like to grab it and just fucking bum rush uh yeah. her is fucking terrible it's funny though my wife is my wife has a weird we're she's never seen it and has a weird like habit of seeing things that most people don't notice. She's like pointing out the, the demon's name and, and the conjuring Two like right away. She's like, Oh look, that's his, like, why is that? Or why is that spelled everywhere? Like, cause you know, his name's in the background of yeah. the conjuring Two. the whole like movie, like it's in blocks spelled yeah. out and like, and my wife's like, why is that there? And I'm like, man, my wife's, I like the, how she picks this shit out is I'm like, I could, my brain's just like focusing on what the, like, you know, what they want you to focus said. on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, the misdirection, so, like a, a magician, right. The movie isn't psycho Gorman, but it's really, really good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm getting was, a psycho Gorman tattoo. It's already been like, I, I've talked to my tattoo artist. It's happening for real. Like I'm so, actually getting a tattoo. Dude. I had an idea and maybe we do it sooner or later. We do a, a psycho Gorman version of our mascot, like a murder moose, psycho <laughs> Gorman. And I think it would be awesome. I just have to figure out like exactly what to do with it. But I've been thinking about that. So yeah, go see it. Horror. If you want to go to the theater, go see it. If you have HBO max, which is completely worth it. And I think I'm getting it free with, one of the eight bajillion things I pay for yeah. other where other places. So it's um, it's owned by so many different things, or it's like part of Crave in Canada and stuff. I think that's the only way you can get it in Canada is if you have a Crave uh, subscription. So yeah, it's it's bundled yeah. in. You don't have to. You don't even have to go out of your way to see it. Just fucking watch it because yeah. we're gonna spoil the shit yeah, out of it. Yeah, it, it's it's it again. Not scary is if you're. I don't think anyone's going to be really horrified of this movie unless no. you're really a lightweight on horror movies, but it's just, it's just a good ride and, and it's put together well and I, it could have gone way worse than it did. So go watch it. The movie is a lot of fun. It's fun, which is all that matters right now. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, let's spoil the shit out of it. I like, I feel like I kind of want to talk after all was said and done with this movie, like, Saying what I did about uh, he was trying to hit those story points rather than the scary points. I feel almost like it was maybe driven by the studio and the producers because they yeah. must have a big say in this universe because oh, it yeah. is a fucking expensive universe to have a say in. So I wonder how yeah. much of it was actually more like a Disney movie where the directors are yeah. directing, but really the producers and everyone, Kevin Feige and everyone involved is actually yeah. directing it. And they like yeah. throw a bone to like a new director that gets and a well, little bit of say. And we know how Warner brothers is man. Warner brothers yeah, are the like ones who fucked on with, they love to step on shit. And, and let's be real. Like they took a director who's, first attempt in this universe was not very good right so they're like okay you're gonna listen to us and you you go i i think this guy redeemed himself a lot again like wild lorona is which i guess is a also a portuguese or something movie like there's another version of this movie that like uh, the same legend is made another movie like that came out last or 2019 or something like that like from another foreign country so it'd be interesting to see how good that was because i heard it was pretty good but um yeah you take him and who had this kind of flop in that universe and 
like I heard people talk about it not even being canon anymore. Like they're pulling canon out. Um, and this guy did a really good job of kind of like recovering after that, right? So, which it, is good. It, I mean, it good. It, like one bad movie doesn't mean you're a bad director. I mean, David Fincher's Fincher, first movie yeah. was Alien, Alien Three. Thir- <laughs> Alien Three. So, but which again, shows you, yeah. But then after that movie, he he knew better, right? Like he was a young yeah. director. He let the studio make bad decisions for him. And he then yeah. after that put his boundaries up and said, I'm never letting that happen to me ever again because I don't want yeah. my fucking name on that movie because I didn't yeah. get to make my movie. So yeah. if Warner Brothers uh, is stepping on too many toes and like Zack Schneider said, I never want to work with them again, but I want to collaborate overly with Netflix because they were collaborative and like a breath yeah. of fresh air i i yeah. love warner brothers universe and the like the fact that david f sandberg's in it james wan is in it and that they have created these directors i hope they learn because they have a lot of properties that i hold dear to my heart and yeah. if they're f- stepping yeah. on too many toes they're going to make a lot of worse films Oops. that they could have potentially made good ones so let the filmmakers fucking make films that's all i gotta say yep. across the board yep. i know you got a lot of yep. money tied up producers blah blah blah. let the filmmaker if you're putting them on top let them be on top yeah let, let them do what they're doing because you dude they're again it's we talked about snyder cuts we talked about like dude david what happened to david Ayers with suicide squad was supposedly yeah. another like like the studio came in just stomped on shit like justice league like we talked about we talked about this they're definitely gonna let james gunn do a james gunn movie because oh yeah because he proven himself he's james gunn yeah top dollar to you know get him to do that and uh, he's proven himself again and again and again now so yeah i'm I'm interested to see what he got to do with that yeah i think that they're i think that they're stepping on smaller directors way more than they're stepping on like James Wan. Right. Oof. So like, I hope they later learn their He's lesson with this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They exactly. Um, so yeah, this movie starts off with, uh, the, uh, the, the glad Glatzel family and their eight year old boy is possessed. Uh, so they're trying to deal with this and this fucking kid, man, we talked about it. He's like, was in like all these other horror properties, but this kid is fucking flopping around which it's a little CGI like at yeah, points yeah. at the beginning, but like it, I it's creepy that, as fuck. That claw thing when he's going yeah. down and it's not only him trying to get upstairs, it's the demon within him yeah. clawing at yeah. the walls and making huge claw marks. I was like that. Yeah is fucking dope like that is really cool visually like stunning and like jarring to see because you're like oh shit that's like literally visually telling how fucking like powerful this thing is is. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh it's like this thing fucking it it, it's pissed, man. This is this Speaking you're, you're entering in this pee. universe go on okay <laughs> you're entering this universe where this uh this kid has been they moved in this house and this kid is they've been there like I think it was like four months I mean they they go back and you get a flashback at one point it's four months in between when they moved in and this like actual uh this this actual like uh exorcisms happening um the warns have obviously been pulled in 
and they're helping a priest and this family try to get this demon out of this kid. This is, I mean, you're at your worst part. They, they, the, the one priest is like, uh, Ed Warren's like, we need to do this exorcism. And they're like, okay, we'll go get the car. And he's like, no, we need to do this exorcism now. Like Ed is like, this shit is bad and we need to do it now. So they start trying to perform this exorcism and this kid fucking, this kid loses his goddamn mind. He's like, he's, he's doing what the, uh, kind of what happened in the exorcism. He's splitting in half and they over, like they over CGI'd it, but the kid is but like it's a pretzel look- man. Look more, yeah, like just fucking gnarly. more unhuman, yeah, more uh, more uh, inhuman, right? They're yeah. trying to make it look, and the kid does a really good job. And uh, my favorite part of this whole scene, though, is he jumps on Ed Warren's chest and he's like, "You're gonna die." What's he say? You're gonna die tonight, or you're gonna, I'm gonna uh, you're fuck gonna, with your heart somehow, or something to do. Yeah, with I'm his gonna heart. stop your heart. Yeah, yeah, and he get the Ed Warren actually has a heart attack, and it's one of the subplots in this movie. Um, and unfortunately this Arnie character is there and he, he basically tells the demon to come inside of him. Come in and just just come inside me. (laughs) Um, I mean, you can't tell that to an eight year old. No, that's really gross, man. You're breaking a lot of boundaries here. Um, no. Yeah. And he, he basically that this whole the whole thing just stops like the, it's because the kid he is like, loves ah, this and, kid and he has so much empathy yep. for him like it yep. they build that whole relationship up like when are you gonna uh like when he's not fully demonic yep. and shit he's like when are you gonna fucking propose to my sister and you can tell that the two characters yeah. have a really dope relationship yeah and then uh it, it's like a heartfelt thing he's just like no yep. i can't stand to watch him be in this much pain just fucking take me and it was really heartfelt and the only one that ends up seeing it is the warren who's fucking heart attacking on the floor yeah like crazy yeah he's the only only one who knows that this happens so it doesn't happen right away like man this is the jump like a forward a little bit but not too much like what kind of pisses me off about this movie and i did watch the trailer and i now that i think about it they have the creepiest scene in this entire movie in the trailer, and I hate yeah. when they fucking do this. I know. And it's the, it's the little kid in the waterbed. Yeah. And it's like the primary scene in the fucking the the trailer, and it's like you're 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 you're, you're shooting one your of the load. Best yeah parts of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So this kid, they're moving to this house, and they they the kid, they're basically you figure out later on they're showing like a flashback of what happened with this kid, and he goes onto this waterbed and you if you saw the trailer you know it and you, if you're listening now you probably saw the movie and the face comes up and it's fucking it's you don't see enough of it and it's that quick you know whatever that's creepy as fuck and then the hand pops out and, I, and I'll, I'm like how the fuck did they do that like how did they pop it up like they're like into there under the bed obviously like someone's sticking their arm through with this like really gnarly gray like paint and you're sitting there going Man, they 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 did this and they made it like incredibly creepy. I think it's the scariest scene in the whole movie. Like yep. I said, H- hands down, um, hands down, yeah, because they that's the only one that they actually built up and showed uh, above and the rippling of the waterbed. And my parents had that yeah. waterbed when I was growing up, and same yep. with my wife's parents. Like everyone in the fucking eighties had this fucking waterbed, and to think yep. of it like. Uh, the wall scene from Nightmare on Elm Street and like yeah yeah like it was done to that level of awesomeness yep. and, yeah but the only fucking scene like there was a few other like grabby uh, scenes attempting to yep. get a jump scare out of you 
Yep. Where I was just like, um, I know I'm desensitized, but like, where yeah. is the scary parts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's because they set up a really cool concept. Like, so that scene that, that is when they're uh, like Lorraine uh, Warren is investigating and they're explaining how what happened and when the kid started feeling goofy and everything, and they they figure out that. They're like, oh yeah, they left the water. Where was the waterbed? And they they show her in, it, like they pull up the carpet there, and it's there's a there's a spot on the floor, and they're like, oh, it's water damage. And she's like, no, that's not water damage. It's deme- de- deme- demonic damage, right? It's demons. Or, I don't know if they said they just said it wasn't water damage, right? I'm just being and this is tonight. a <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, that's usually my job, so I'm proud of you. Um, they I just uh, got tattooed, and my artist is like. He just brings, <laughs> he does it the whole entire time. And it's like, that's, that's the awesome. comedy he loves. So when my, my, when I was getting my sleeve done, my, my artist was like, he kept telling me, if you don't stop moving, I'm going to draw a penis. I'm going to draw a dick in you and you're never going to know. And he, fu- he fucked with me for months and it was hysterical. But yeah. So they, the, uh, Lorraine goes underneath the house and Ed still is fucked up. Cause this is after he's recovered from his heart attack and he's gotten out of the, the, so We'll go over like so that happens. Where like before this, all this happens, the uh, Arnie goes is to this place he's living with. What's her name? Uh, a Debbie, and they're living in this like dog kennel shelter. And uh, this the guy that they're living with uh, is a drunk ass, like you said before. And Arnie ends up stabbing him to death, and stabs him twenty two times. You figure out later, and then the other scene from the trailer where he's like walking down the the fucking road covered in blood, uh, and the cops find him. Um, so like he's in jail, and they're saying they're gonna try to go. They're trying gonna try to execute him. Uh, this happens, and they're in. So like basically, Lorraine's and Ed are trying to figure out what happened. Uh, they go in. They like. They get him to read the Bible, and if he was possessed, he couldn't do that, mm-hmm. supposedly. And so they're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Um, so, But they go the back. This, the scene with the kid that we were talking about uh, happens, and she goes under the house, and there are a bajillion rats. Like, if any – these, the, there's enough rats under this house to start the fucking plague, the, the Black Plague. There's like a thousand rats under this fucking house. Um, and they find this totem, which was used as a like a like a demonic focus point rad, kind of thing. By the way, like yeah. the look of them, they got it, and those yeah. are creepy as fuck looking. And like, yeah, they're probably well, it's based on true accounts and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's like a they took like animal skull and like made it into this fucking Satan looking thing device. That's like a it's like a it's like a demon ho- homing beacon, right? Like it's a, it's a, you put this here and you call like, it calls a demon to the spot, and it, they figure out later that it basically means that whoever, wherever this was put, two things had to happen, like th- they had to kill someone. Whoever gets possessed has to kill someone, and then yep. has to kill themselves, and. The little kid was trying to kill his dad when he was still possessed at the beginning of the movie. He fucking stabs him in the fucking leg with like a piece of glass, like a little yeah, that was like the kid is fucking just stabbing motherfuckers. You get any ice cream today? Why, Daddy? Cause you stabbed me in the 
leg, you little bitch. <laughs> no, <laughs> just <laughs> eight year olds stabbing people with fucking glass. Um, and yeah, so then the, like a lot of this movie after that is like they go in and they figure out that there was, uh, they, they, Lorraine takes pictures of this idol and has their like assistants send it out to all the, the local cops, the police stations. And they figure out that a similar case happened in like Boston or something like it was like a hundred miles away, but they, uh, they go to this cop and he's like, I'm not, you're helping me. I'm not helping you. Yeah. So they basically, he's like, what are you fucking talking? I'm not here to help you. Um, (laughs) They, th- there were two girls that one of them had gotten stabbed 22 times, which was a cool, like, byline that they didn't, like, they didn't, like, point it out while you're watching the movie. Yeah. But, yeah, both characters were stabbed 22 times. Um, and they, they, uh, they had found one of the, this, the same kind of, like, idol in this, uh, this girl's stuff. Um, and Lorraine basically helps them track down. She goes to this where they found the body and has a real creepy scene with what the, uh, uh, what, what, what had happened. And you were talking about earlier, her powers where it kind of like clairvoyance. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like daytime in the real world. And then she's like at night and I you figure out it. that, the, yeah, it does a real good job of doing that. Like where she is and like transporting her into that like yep. moment. Right. Um, and she, uh, they, they basically like, she was in the body of this girl who stabbed this other girl 22 times who then ran off a cliff and Lorraine almost went off the fucking cliff, which is another scene from the movie uh, from the trailer. Uh, they, they figure this out. They get fucking Pat, like Patrick Wilson, Ed Warren almost dies because he doesn't have his medication from like, uh, sorry, Ed. Take your goddamn medication because this motherfucker almost dies like three different times. Three times, yeah. I, I, I and they're all what from... they do at the end, bringing it together. Yeah, like that. That literally, they he can't live without her, and it's like yeah. shown and very like a hug and like yeah. showing that they're yeah. just like a team, like crazy. But yeah. well, it's well, it's such an important thing because I think that it you point out with these two super dark characters dark in the fact that they're that they live in this dark world that they need like they're there with each other and they're they what do they say the that we're our our love is our strength not our weakness or whatever and yeah um which is a real cool thing uh so they 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 go horror movie (laughs) yeah yeah and what's funny is these two are like they, they were together forever right um so then they want to investigate the body of the girl who jumped off that Lorraine had been in. So they, this was actually probably another really one of the creepier side of things. They go to this, uh, this, uh, hospital and, or this morgue and they break in, <laughs> but like Lorraine like grabs this dead girl's hand, which was dude. There was way too much hand left because this girl had been in the fucking like reservoir for four months or something insane like that. Well, I like that and, they made her look like a slug almost. Like there, she had yeah. been retaining water for a long time in her skin. Yeah, and it turned into like this gray, almost seal-like skin. Yeah, but the the best part of this whole thing is when uh, she's doing this and she starts. She sees this woman who was. 
the, probably one of the biggest weaknesses with this movie is this how they develop this character but like the the villain character and i didn't want to talk about it before we were spoiling it because it kind of goes off but um and she's having this like she goes oh fuck this this woman can see like she's on like lorraine's level of power it's like a skype call (laughs) yeah yeah they're skype calling and she can't like go while this this massive motherfucker this is a big old dead boy this guy is like six five three fifty this is a big motherfucker like gets up off of the tape yeah and like it's like you know like fat fat football players when they're trying to tackle the quarterback is kind (laughs) of what it reminded me of but he's naked as fuck at the same time and like honestly that's that's what i always say like horror movies that use nudity as a horrific thing it it works just the same as like slasher films using it as like you know the the sexy thing it can be as well like yep. using it like the what was that fucking metal witch movie like she was coming towards and she's old and like gross looking but naked and it's just it adds a layer yeah. of like terror cuz you're like oh fuck yeah. like yeah. like you don't know how to defend yourself against like a wang yeah. coming at you as well it's like oh uh, fuck yeah. like <laughs> well dude think about it think about it man the shining and the yep. fucking most horrifying yes. sh- scene in that entire movie is when he's making out with that fucking hot young chick and then he opens his or cl- opens his eyes and, and it's this mirror yeah it's like decaying old yeah. like rotting corpse and you're like Aah! and this that's not this isn't that creepy no, but yeah no. it's that kind of thing where it's like you're like in using it <laughs> as a like yeah it's fucking horrifying um and so all this leads that at some point they 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 meet this uh they go find this priest who is played by uh John Noble who I talked about earlier was in Fringe and 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 uh and uh and uh, Lord of the Rings one of the Lord of the Rings movies and he was a priest who had investigated this cult for like 10 plus years now now that we're sitting here he was the character I said like that they could maybe do a uh, prequel with him or a spinoff with him investigating this this cult. Like, totally. like I mean, we're talking spoilers. He gets he gets capped at the end of this movie by his own daughter, which is fucked up. But like, he it he adds was like, to the her only character, character. Just how ruthless yeah. she actually is, and how fucking just messed yeah. up. Yeah, I just wish they would have done like given her more like like you don't know anything, anything about yeah. her at the end besides that she was a. She like got obsessed with this this dude's like books and shit, yeah. um, but yeah. So the he kind of helps. Story is like you gotta watch how your children are around you and your obsessions, like because it could fucking yeah. go real bad. <laughs> yeah, because this girl was this girl was kind of raised in isolation because he, uh, he the priest had this woman on the side who died during childbirth, and so he couldn't let her out because like then he would lose everything because he was a priest with a, a kid, you know? So he kept her there. And the problem with him keeping her there was she became obsessed with all of his like occult Devil material. Shit. And yeah. this, yeah, this dude was fucked up after that because he was like, he dealt with them for what he said, 10 years. And like, after that happened, he retired and lived in this farmhouse. And I still think one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie, like they show up to this dude's house and he's like, he tried like, uh, Ed like puts his hand out and he's like, I'm covered in chicken shit. And, like, and yeah. John, John Noble has scene. this. Yeah. John Noble has this really unique voice that I've always loved. And, yep. and like whenever he's doing it, it's you can, t- you know, it's him. Right. 
Um, yeah, so they basically they like when when this uh, Lorraine was in this vision with this woman, she gets enough details to kind of figure out where this girl lives. And the problem was though, Lorraine had gone there earlier to like to like talk to talk to uh Kastner again and this sets up the whole like and this final act of this movie where like it gave me kind of it gave me again I just brought the shining up there's like a lot of shining kind of like keys in this movie because yep. like so what they have to they have to destroy this girl's uh or this woman's shrine or or arnie is going to basically kill himself and so he's in prison like locked up and there's like a the prison chapel is like like trying to like calm him down with the bible um while lorraine is running around this the bottom of this farmhouse there's like these underground tunnels underneath it and the 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 woman uh uh castner's daughter is running around too but it's this weird thing. Like she does the, she does like voodoo kind of like on Ed, right? Like Ed shows up and she blows this, this dust in his face. Yeah. And he goes, he goes fucking Jack Nicholson in the shining, but with a sledgehammer, he's like chasing Lorraine around with a fucking sledgehammer and trying to fuck her up. And you're sitting there going, it, it, it's, they do that. They have this, I really didn't like one of the like the physical things that I didn't like about this movie was how they they showed possessed people and they do that generic like yeah over the eye, eyes eye, yeah like their eyes get dark and then they get the like the veins popping out around them it's just like eh, I wish you could have done something a little more unique but uh, yeah so he chase, Ed chases her visual. around it, and then it's so you don't have to question it whatsoever it's just like that's yeah. for the dumb audience. Yeah. Yeah. And so like she's like pleading with him and like that that that's you go back to the the love is our strength thing and he breaks out of it and then like somehow they're magic that this was also goofy. <laughs> he breaks they're out like of it with at a boner, the man. Yeah. And he breaks out right in the altar and he just smashes it and then uh Lorraine gives him a bl- mighty blowjob for not beating him up and then everyone's happy. Uh, no. <laughs> from behind. Uh, so yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> so like the 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 I did kind of like the ending here though too because then they're like the the daughter of uh Kastner is like after she slit her dad's throat before like when when uh Lorraine was in the the tunnels looking for this altar. Um but Ed's like, "Ha, hey, you fucked up now. You promised this demon two souls and you only gave him one." And so, like, Bye. the demon fucking destroys her. Like, yeah, he, knew he folds her happening. like a... F- oh, that was yeah. dope, by the way. He's just like... Yeah, that was... He's just like, uh, by the way, fuck your shit. You know what that remind? You know what that reminded me? It reminded me of the end of Ghost, where, the like, you know, all the demons come to get that dude and, like, pull him in. It was kind of like that, oh, yeah. but, like, more grotesque, because they're, like, they're, like... She's, like, folding in half for real, like the kid at the beginning, but, yep. like way more like well, in half fully to take her soul because yeah. he was there to uh get his shit you fucking owe me yeah. bitch yeah. give me yourself I got, yeah 
Yeah, I got the I, I got the uh, guy that uh, got stabbed to death, but um, I uh, you owed me another soul, the suicide, and bitch, you're coming with me. That's well, why you about, don't you don't sign that you don't sign contracts. Like what? She slit his throat. Doesn't that count? Yeah. Like I don't know. What, yeah. what was that about? It was just like, oh, you're getting in my way. Shut up. <laughs> Like, doesn't that count? Yeah, as a that soul? was like I don't know. Like, if you count, I, she did kill. I think because I think because while the while the uh, while oh, the altar was she still didn't up, kill they, him through the the thing. Yeah, like yeah, the, it needed to yeah. be a suicide, and right. because Arnie couldn't kill himself, even though he tried at one point. Like that was weird too. Like the priest gave him when he was in prison. Glass he gave bottle, him the like he's on suicide watch. Here's some glass. Like dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like. What the what? And he almost kills himself. And I did kind of like how he starts like it, it's kind of like like stereotypical, but like at the end, Arnie's trying to kill himself. Like he breaks out of his hand. He like he was kind of metal when he pulls his hand out of the handcuff. Like he's like turning into like a human snake or some shit. And like he starts floating because he's possessed. So he starts, <laughs> but and he's sitting there and he's like holding like a pe- giant chunk of glass to his neck. And uh, and w- while the girlfriend like like holds like him he's back in and jail, so- he's- and yeah. like if all the people watching in the jail don't believe that he's actually possessed by this point, yeah, what the fuck else does he have to do to get out of these charges? Like it's literally. <laughs> That's the best part of it because because this happens. Fucking Ed doesn't have his pill, and Lorraine has like the picture of him in the locket, and like gives him a pill that she was keeping with her. But she's so he lives in him. love. He has this. Yeah. He's almost died yeah. already, and he doesn't just have yeah. like a mini yeah. thing in his shoe yeah. or something now. Like, come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, so then the last part of the movie is they they uh they went to trial. And Arnie still got five years. He, like they basically got him off because he didn't go to the the death the, the execution. He didn't get executed, but he still served five years in prison for this. Well, he still and it's like, like him. His yeah, I know. Like, I, know. I get it. Like the yeah. person, the body was still, uh, you know, did yeah. the manslaughter. So he, he instead of yeah. for murder, he only had to do five years for manslaughter which honestly yeah i I, it's cool and that's the whole thing that it was wrapped around this real life story is what makes this movie good if it wasn't wrapped around this real story this movie wouldn't have been good man like it would not have been a good movie but yeah it's the got like something like the realism or something or 60 something uh, on rotten tomatoes or something like that it should like it's got a six point something on imdb like that's that's where it should be man like yeah it's they do a good job like it was like i had a fun time with it and as i'm saying and uh it's just it you it's such a fucking high bar because of what is you know what's happening right with with uh the first one and this one and The Mitchells versus the Ma- Machines is the name, by the way, as I'm looking oh, on. Mitchells, yes. That's yeah. Is. But, um, yeah, so it is, yeah, it's, the movie's awesome. Like, oh, fuck, this movie is actually, the t- the critics didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So the the, t- the tomato meter is 59%, <laughs> so the critics are like, fuck this movie. Oh, yeah. But the audience, like, 
are at 85 percent which shows you exactly this movie was a popcorn cool horror movie that wasn't very scary but i dude i i am so like it is so rare for me to go into a movie and actually be scared that like a, a horror movie not being scary isn't usually a, a detractor for me because I'm just not used to horror movies actually scaring me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. And so, and so it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I can, I just I, have. I see tension build and I see things done yeah. right. Like if you're not yep. doing that, you're not doing the yeah. horror and this genre, yeah. this subgenre of yeah. horror justice. Like, and that's where yeah. I love Annabelle creation because it is yeah. nothing but that. On top of each other, like boom, boom, boom. Watch yeah. that again, man. Well, and dude, to be on, dude, everyone just watch Mitchell's versus the Machines. It's ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes with good reason because it's fucking yeah. amazing. Yep. Yeah. Well, dude, that's why the, that fucking a good woman is hard to find. I still think was one of the better movies we've talked about on the yep. show because that movie was literally. 90 minutes of like tension yeah. which like we're talking about this movie not doing that like tension right that movie ha- you were on the edge of your seat for the entire movie and i'm just yeah. like <laughs> like that movie fucked with me because of the tension it wasn't scary but it was like tension and that's like a thing like you can do that and you can make these movies tense the whole time but like they, they didn't manage to do that like again I, the movie was a, f- a lot of fun and a good time, but like it wasn't scary. Like the first Conjuring was was one of the scary movies the last decade. I don't get scared very often, like I said, but that movie was fucking as terrifying as most movies get for me most of the time. So. Yep, same, dude. Yep. And like yep. I said, I I don't I know the formula of jump scares, and James Wan yep. is self aware of that formula, so he yep. fucked with the timing a bit, just enough that it caught me off guard yep. in that. Yeah. respect i was like fuck you got me man the- kudos yeah like it oh it, yeah. er, it earned a kudos because it deserves it man yeah did this movie even have a jump scare uh, i don't even know if it yeah, had a jump scare when she was on the edge of the cliff and then the hand comes oh up and yeah grabs her that was like one of the only yeah. standout jump scares and a lot of the yeah. other ones that i think were an attempted jump scare were down in when she came out and blew the dust on his face or something i guess yeah. that was uh, but that was like a nun level jump scare where it was like, oh, that's your jump scare. Fuck it, you, nun. Yeah, I hate it. Was, movie, man. <laughs> dude, the the nun is a garbage fucking film. Um, a garbage film. And if you like it, cool. But man, I fucking hate that movie. That movie fucking it. The worst crime in cinema to me, and I've heard someone else say this, and I completely agree, and I've taken it up as a motto of myself is for a movie to be boring. And that movie is boring. I can't see it. Yeah, it's not focusing. Josh is trying to show me his tattoo. Oh, my God. Just send that picture to me in Discord. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. So, did you did you end up watching... We're gonna uh, next week is audition. Did you end up watching it before uh, no, this I happened? Didn't. Like no, I'm gonna wait okay, cool. for it to be fresh I, in my mind. Dude, I I rewatched that uh, on Monday, so I am very excited to for you to dive into this movie because that movie is so odd for an American, like if for like an American perspective, but cool. Um, the guest will 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 tell you next week. That's going to be worked out. So, okay, everybody. Um, next week, 
audition 2000 it's on shutter is where i watched it um and so it's 90 minutes man and i i was looking at it the 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 fucked up shit is probably the last 30 minutes that's all <laughs> that movie is a weird drama for the first hour and then goes there's some fucked up shit that happens, but it's mostly just a drama. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking. So I'm yeah. actually like, because I don't know, man. Like, like I've said before, because it is one of those movies that is on everyone's list as like one of the most fucked yeah. up. Blah blah. I, now that I'm like in this show with you, and uh, I'm like diving more into foreign movies and stuff. I was, I was more scared of. Um, what was that tension? Like that movie fucked me up, man. Like, yeah, but it's tension filled. And like, it was just that, that whole decapitation scene on the stairs. I don't know what it was because maybe it was foreign and there was really fucked. Oh, up you mean high tension? Yeah. High tension. Yep, high, yeah. Tension, yeah. high tension yep. fucked with my head, man. Like that. Yep. Then it goes into the closet right after that. And I just, I don't know if it was, I just got lost in the movie and I don't normally do that. That movie really, like yep. sat with me for like weeks even yeah so dude it's know. that movie has a when when we do some french horror because i i think we, i kind of like the pattern of doing like a bunch of movies from one country because it gives us yeah. that like base of like comparison like for a a larger like film selection from a country a buffet, and i almost. think that like going into we're in that like we're in a like a we did a bunch of Korean movies and now we're diving into a bunch of J- Japanese movies and it makes me happy because Japanese cinema is weird, man. I enjoy it a lot, but it's fucking weird. So, okay, yes. buddy. Yes. We're murdermoose.com. Um, come join our discord. Come, um, give us a five star review on iTunes or something. Um, <laughs> wherever you're listening to us, on uh, iTunes or something. <laughs> yeah. Wherever you're listening. Give us a follow on Spotify and uh, talk to us on Twitter. We're Murder Moose Pod on Twitter. And uh, you can give us movie suggestions or tell us we're awesome. I don't know if you want to tell us we're awesome, but we're here if, if that's what you want. So. We're here for it, man. Just fucking stroke yeah. our dicks. <laughs> stroke them and then we'll get to come too. Just like that guy from uh, Skull the Mask who wanted to come so badly that he kept fucking his uh, big titty dead girlfriend that uh, or whatever she was. We, we need to come too. So help us come. Release our balls. We don't want blue balls. Blue balls are bad. Exactly. So, okay. Josh, I love your face. And I think I need to go to bed. So I will see you next week. And we'll li- see all you guys next week. And I'm starting to blabber like a fucking moron. So here see we you are. next Thursday, so. cunts. See you next time. Hans. <laughs> okay. Have a good one, everyone. Bye!